Hello and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemper Oper in Dresden, Germany. In this episode, Gilles Ragon is with us again to talk about liaison, how to handle it when the same vowel appears back to back, and some exceptional pronunciations in French diction. We concentrate on the text to Hoffmann's Kleinsack aria from Les Contes d'Hoffmann. Last year, I had mentioned that one of the reasons the episodes have been released so far apart is because we've been working on another project for the Diction Police. We've actually been hard at work on several projects that I'm thrilled to announce now. First off, we have the Diction Police Special Diction Unit, SDU, and if you're a fan of the Facebook page, you've probably already seen a little of what SDU has to offer. Some of our favorite diction policemen, including my partner in crime, François Germain, English and French diction expert Jason Nedecki, German tenor Mirko Roszkowski, and Italian vocal coach and conductor Simone Di Felice, along with a few others and I, have been hard at work putting together IPA transcriptions that include poetic and word-for-word -word translations of songs and arias, into English, French, and German. Special Diction Unit also offers streaming, Diction Police-style interviews with normal and slow speed readings of texts, along with a video tutorial to help follow along with the discussion. These products are all available either individually or through a subscription. From now on, our podcast episodes will be produced on a bi-weekly basis and will be selected from these Special Diction Unit videos so that everyone can check them out and learn from them. We are still building our catalog and it's growing constantly, so if there's something you're looking for that isn't up yet, please feel free to contact me and ask. Our other major project is the Diction Police by the Book. By the Book is a series of webinar diction classes, an interactive way to study lyric diction from the comfort of your own home, together with people all over the world. These courses are perfect for teachers looking for online resources for their diction classes, for young professional singers and coaches who need a refresher, or for beginners who want to know what Lyric Diction is all about. The first class will be in June of 2016 and will cover French Lyric Diction. Check out the Facebook page for details. We also have a few excellent new free resources available at our website, including the long-awaited tongue exercises video with Zilke Kupius, which already has thousands of views, and a YouTube channel with diction tips, two to three minute Diction Police style videos covering a specific topic of lyric diction or an exceptional word, plus diction books and other resources that we recommend for everyone's reference library. And if you aren't already a fan of the Facebook page, our weekly diction lesson series has become very popular. You can find them on Facebook under the hashtag diction lesson. And for anyone attending the Classical Singer Convention in Boston this month, my partner in crime, François Germain, will be giving a masterclass on French diction in art, song, and aria on May 28th at 11 a.m. Please stop by the Diction Police table on the 27th and 28th to say hello. You can find all the information for SDU, the Special Diction Unit, and buy the book at either www.thedictionpolice.com or now at www.dictionpolice.com. Now we can start skipping the the. <laughs> Don't forget to follow the Diction Police on Facebook and Twitter at Diction Police. Our text today is the aria Kleinsack from Les Contes d'Hoffmann by Jacques Offenbach. E.T.A. Hoffmann 
was an extremely important writer at the turn of the 19th century. Offenbach and his librettist Jules Barbier took three of Hoffmann's stories to create this opera, in which Hoffmann himself becomes the protagonist. E.T.A. Hoffmann also wrote The Nutcracker and the Mouse King and Coppelia, both of which were made into famous ballets. And the lead character of three of his books, Johannes Kreisler, was the inspiration for Schumann's piano work Kreisleriana. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach, un petit avorton qui se nommait Kleinzak. Il était coiffé d'un colbac et ses jambes faisaient clic-clac. Voilà Kleinzak. Il avait une bosse en guise d'estomac. Ses pieds ramifiés semblaient sortir d'un sac. Son nez était noir de tabac et sa tête faisait cric-crac. Cric-crac, voilà Kleinzak. Quant au trait de sa figure, ah, sa figure était charmante. Je la vois, belle comme le jour où, courant après elle, je quittais comme un fou la maison paternelle et m'enfuis à travers les vallons et les bois. Ses cheveux en torsade sombres, sur son col élégant jetaient leurs chaudes ombres. Ses yeux, enveloppés d'azur, promenaient autour d'elle un regard frais et pur. Et comme notre char emportait sans secousse nos cœurs et nos amours, sa voix vibrante et douce aux cieux qui l'écoutaient jetait ce chant vainqueur dont l'éternel écho résonne dans mon cœur. Ô oh, bizarre cervelle, qui diable peint-tu là Kleinzak Je parle d'elle. Qui Non, personne, rien. Mon esprit se troublait. Rien. Et Kleinzak vaut mieux tout difforme qu'il est, quand il avait trop bu de genièvre et de rac. Il fallait voir flotter les deux pans de son frac comme des herbes dans un lac, et le monstre faisait flic-flac, flic-flac, voilà Kleinzak. That was Gilles Ragon reading Kleinzak from the Tales of Hoffmann. The first thing that I want to talk about is just the very first line of this. Il était une fois, from what I understand, is like once upon a time. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, is that right? So if I wanted to say, oh, there was a time that I did this, then I wouldn't say, il était une fois. Il était une fois, I always say that. Really? Il était une fois une jolie fille qui rencontra un joli garçon. You know, I always say that in French. Okay. Il était une fois, oui. Il était une fois, oui. I should uh, first say that there is many things about uh, the NC in that area that is not used in French, in common French speaking, like uh, tabac, like estomac. Okay. We don't say, uh, if, if, I, if I normally speak, I, I, I will say, uh, il, avait, il avait une bosse en guise d'estomac. Ses pieds ramifiés semblaient sortir d'un sac. Okay. Son nez était noir de tabac et sa tête faisait cric-crac. But in this aria, we in actually this aria, say, oh, as oh. we have always this uh, rim, rim, rhyme, rhyme, this rhyme. Il avait une bosse anglaise d'estomac. Ses pieds ramifiés semblaient sortir d'un sac. Son nez était noir de tabac, et sa tête faisait cric crac. That's because of the rhyme. Yeah, but C is actually a letter that we would 
often pronounce at the end of the word, like like dolalak, dolalak, we dolalak. It's very important. Yeah, then it's then it, it is the C is actually a, a becomes a K, a phonetic K. Yeah. But we do often pronounce that at the end of French words, right? Yes. With like you say, with a lot of exceptions. Yes, with a lot of exceptions. Yes. <laughs> Because but the exception is probably about a packet tabac. It's too complicated to and jamal al estomac. It's too complicated, but. The sac, j'ai fait des courses avec mon sac. We always pronounce it. Yeah. And callback too. And frac. And frac too. Is yeah. that the same word as in, in German yeah. for a tuxedo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's uh, the the to 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 wear the, the black suit. Exactly. The, tu the tuxedo. Tie. We call it a tux. Actually, I think the frac is even tails here. Yes. With the tails, right? Yeah. Right. Lack. Flick flack. Mm -hmm. all, all this flick flack the flick flack is the it's the noise made uh, when you when you walk in water oh splash 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 yeah yeah it's flick flack flick flack ah. and just like we had seen in in the Don Jose's aria we also have estomac which yeah, you keep talking e about esprit. So the, exactly those those are again following our rule of yeah. they're followed by two consonants that they exactly. be pronounced as an open e like this exactly There is a curious thing in, in, in this area, is, for instance, this il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach, and we don't make the liaison. Uh, the same for son nez était noir de tabac. It's not son nez était noir de tabac. Right. It's, and it's not il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. And there is no comma. No liaison and, 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 and no comma. And so it could be explained if il était une fois comma, à la cour d'Eisenach. But it's not written like that. It's written, il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. Yeah. So in, in this case, we should not interrupt the sound. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. We're just uh, relaxing the, the vocal cords. Mm -hmm. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. And, 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 uh, and, and just let the keep going. Yeah, keep going. It's, yeah. it's like... For me, it's very important to to keep the line, the singing line, but just to do things with the chord vocal. The tension should be different. Okay. It's not necessary to sing. Exactly, with glottal in between. Yeah. 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 No, the the way to make interruption without interrupt the exactly the without glottalizing it mm -mm. exactly and, and now I understand what you're saying yeah exactly and, and you're right we have the exact same thing with son nez était son nez était son nez était noir de tabac son nez était noir de tabac it's yeah. the same the same yeah although I mean at, at least in this part the music itself is slightly choppy. Mm -hmm. So if you do hear if you do put a slight glottal in it it won't be quite as obvious but of course we, we would rather keep singing. Yeah. All the time. Stay on the chords. That should be the idea, I think. Yeah. So sing the song and, and the word should be helpful as together, exactly. not contradictory. Exactly. Even and for the meaning, but uh, that's my op personal opinion. Yeah. And I found very often uh, the way to make some cuts without interrupting the song. You can do also in singing, Il était une fois à la cour d'Isaac, but not une fois à la cour d'Isaac. So that the air not just too stops. Much muscle, uh, muscles. Exactly. So, estomac, esprit, the same. Uh, there is an interesting thing about feuze, because it's written feuze, but it's never pronounced like this. Exactly. It's feuze. Yeah, from probably, the verb faire. Yes, probably. Be, uh, so we don't have to, to pronounce faire because there is another vocal after. So faire. 
Actually, that brings us back to what we had talked about with the with the Don Jose about imperfect verbs, because we have tons of imperfects here. And these two, we have two forms of fuse, and they're spelled differently. We have the the singular form, the third person singular, with which ends in a i t. But we also have the third person plural, which ends in a i e n t, and they're pronounced and exactly the same. The same exactly right? the same. There is exactly the same. I can say that la fleur que tu m'avais jetée dans ma prison m'était restée. The the uh, uh, it's a little bit design. Yeah. But here faisait il plural. Il faisait des yeah. jeux et il faisait beau which is singular yeah It's here we have same. ses jambes ses jambes faisaient and we have sa tête faisait so it's a, les jambes it's plural and la tête is singular mm -hmm. but uh, the way of pronounce faisait is always the same yeah ent so ent doesn't exist in in four so it's very disturbing i know Because people wanted to do or faisant or no, it's faisait. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing we like to make the sounds mean something. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I wanted had wanted to talk about those the C's at the ends of words because I think most of us feel like oh, but you just chop off the last five letters of any French word and just say what's left before. <laughs> so I think we're always a little surprised when you get to pronounce something finally, mm -hmm. like sac. Yeah. <laughs> sac. Since we were talking about that, I noticed in the more lyrical part, we get one of those A-I-E-N-T endings that does a liaison then. Promenette autour d'elle, oui. So there, when it goes in liaison, then we do use the T. We, we can use, we can actually you use that in, in the Promenette autour d'elle, un regard frais et pur. Yeah. Et comme notre char remportait sans secousse nos cœurs et nos amours. No, and we, we could say nos cœurs et nos amours. Yeah, yeah. Two plural nouns in, in, a, in a list of things. You know, French is complicated for the rules because there is so many exceptions. <laughs> And people consider that uh, son, col il, so, son col élégant, it's, it's, very, it's very little. C'est pas son col élégant, c'est son col élégant. With not too much L in there. Yeah, not too much. Ses yeux, it's, uh, it's very good. Uh, ses yeux, je quittais. Uh, here you have uh, past. Exactly, a simple past. A simple past form, and the A-I is not A-I-T, it should pronounce je quitte. Yeah. It's like in future, je serai. Right. So, in general way, even for j'ai, j'ai été, j'ai été, mm -hmm. j'ai été, it's j, it's j, apostrophe A is j, so je quitte. Exactly, and that's... In Gegensatz, <laughs> to be in comparison with the imperfect, then which would then which would be open, which yeah, we're talking about. Exactly. Well, and you're talking about exceptions. Usually, a ch would be a sh sound. Um, and echo is a k. Yeah. <laughs> I have no rule for that. I don't either. I don't know, but it's the same word in English. So hopefully, when as Americans we look at it and say echo. Echo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> per perhaps it's a resurgence of um, the Greek, maybe. All the Greek or um, password from Germany to France. Yeah, well, like Kleinzak and Eisenach. Yes. Whenever you see words that are of yes, German but descent. Yes, Kleinzak, Eisenach is read uh, German because Hoffman was German. Exactly. But uh, Echo is really French. Echo et Narcisse, uh, it's very French. Yeah. In the, in the beginning of, well, actually, just before he goes to the lyrical section, when he's still singing the text, he goes, Contre au trait. 
with the T, and that's Q U A N T. Mm. But when he starts the last verse, it's Q U A N D. Quantil. And again, in liaison, it sounds exactly the same, right? Yes, that's right. That's the very particular things in French. Quant au trait et quand il avait. It's a little bit like German sometimes. And uh, you have D and you pronounce Hund. Yes. Quant au trait. It's, it's, it's exactly the same, I think. But it's not the same meaning. Quand il avait trop it's when he had. And quant au trait de la figure is considered his figure. Yeah. Quant à. It's not the same meaning. Exactly. I have one more question, only because... Living in Germany, I find that most German-speaking people want to start every syllable that starts with an S with a voiced S. So at the end, when he comes back to himself and he says, no, personne, it's not person, it's person. No, person. And the rule is clear is because the, the S, if you say raison, it's because there is a, a vo voil before, before and, after. and after. We call it inter intervocalic, yeah. yeah. Here you have a consonant and after a voil, so personne. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it starts that next syllable yeah. following a consonant. So we actually get to say it as an as S sound. As an S, not as an Z. Yeah. We mentioned the word fusée. This word comes from the infinitive faire, F-A-I-R-E, which has an exceptional pronunciation and conjugation. It starts out simply enough with je fais, tu fais, il fait, and then goes astray with the first person plural, nous faisons where the first syllable, although it's spelled A-I, is pronounced as a schwa. It then finishes off normally with vous faites and il font. The imperfect conjugation uses this schwa through the entire conjugation. Je faisais, tu faisais, il faisait, nous faisions, vous faisiez, and il faisait, which again sounds just like the third person singular. This verb is one to particularly watch out for, since by its spelling, it's impossible to know that the pronunciation of it is exceptional. One thing Gilles touched on that I think is very important was what to do when the same vowel comes together in two separate words. Son nez était noir de tabac. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. Il était une fois à la cour d'Eisenach. Notice that he doesn't use a harsh glottal to separate the vowel sounds. He just gently reiterates the second vowel without disconnecting it from the previous one. For English and German speakers, this one can be a challenge because we like using glottals to define words, but it's not necessary in French. He also just quickly touched on how gentle the consonants should be. C'est son col élégant. Or if you choose to do the liaison, the Z sounds in nos cœurs et nos amours. When you hear that the same consonant comes up back to back, or very often in a phrase, and especially when it occurs in liaison, le bon goût, the good taste, dictates that these consonants be pronounced very gently, not strongly. We don't stress the alliteration the way we would in Wagner, and we don't double them the way we do in Italian. French style is much more subtle than that. At the very end of the interview, I asked Gilles about the word personne. One of the problems for all of us learning so many languages is that it's easy to get them all mixed up with each other. In German, we have the word Person, where the S is voiced because it's the initial sound in the syllable. But in French, an initial S is not voiced. So after a consonant, an S will remain unvoiced, as we have here in Personne and Torsade. When it's before another consonant, as in Esprit and Monstre, and when there are two S's, as in bus and secousse. 
When it's intervocalic, that is, between two vowels, an S will be voiced, as in all of the variations of faisait, guise, maison, and risonne, as it will be in liaison, après elle, les vallons et les bois, and ses yeux. We talked a little bit about the phrase un regard frais et pur and why the liaison works in this case. It's un regard frais et pur. But if it will be a feminine word before, so uh, une, une chose. chose fraîche et pure, not fraise. It's frais mm -hmm. and it's for feminine it's fresh. The water is fresh. So there won't La, be any... est fraîche, but l'air est frais. Frais et pur, you can't, you, you can't misunderstand frais. Uh, in, in La Juive, uh, in, the, in a particular moment, I don't remember exactly where, and I say, no, no, don't make the liaison because you can uh, misunderstand that you are speaking from a woman instead of a man. You that was my prêt-à-porter moment, yes. That was my prêt-à-porter moment. Yeah. <laughs> prêt-à-mourir, prêt-à-mourir. Prêt-à-mourir. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I say prêt à mourir, I should. Uh, you, you can think that he's speaking to Rachel, not to Eliazar. Exactly. Because prêt is actually the word for the feminine. Yeah. Don't say yeah. fraise. Or fraise is strawberries. I, I know, I was just going to say it's a strawberry. <laughs> no, I just know why, why, why people really found French difficult to pronounce. Because there is could be some rules but so many exceptions so i think the it's not really a rule but uh, you for for a liaison in in french you should always consider that it's uh, two words which are related by a bridge so the bridge is not as important as the the word itself but the, je prenais à te maudire des heures entières also but very mostly but mes des heures entières it's very important to do uh, something that could really show clearly what words first is, second is, and liaison. Yeah. Des okay. heures entières. So it's always the, with, with tension. Des heures entières. It's not des heures entières. Do you know? Yeah. Des heures entières. And you sound not... like a computer. Did you catch that? The word frais is masculine, but in this case, the feminine form is fraîche. So if we say frais et pur, it won't sound feminine, but it could come out sounding like we're talking about strawberries. This is something to always be aware of with liaison. By connecting two words together, the possibility arises that something altogether different comes out. In this case, though, the meaning of frais et pur should be clear, so the liaison can be made. But always be aware of what could possibly be misunderstood by any liaison you choose to make. He also makes a great point that the liaison, by which I mean the actual letter of the liaison, is a bridge between two words. It's not as important as the words themselves. So as we've said before on this episode, keep the liaison gentle. That's our show for today. For more information about Gilles Ragon, our new projects, the Special Diction Unit and Buy the Book, or me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the website at www.dictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please review us on iTunes or share it through social media so that others can find it and benefit from it. From now on, the episodes will be video podcasts from the Diction Police Special Diction Unit. See you in two weeks. Bye.